is Act of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Michael Jones. You can visit me at jonathanjones.tv, or you may be there right now if you are listening to this podcast uh, each week, or I try to as much as possible each week, post a uh, weekly discussion and commentary on uh, anything worship, theology, and culture related. Today, I want to talk about orthodoxy. Um, this is a term that is brought up in, dis- in discussions of worship quite often, uh, orthodox. Um, and orthodoxy really implies a sense of normality or a standard which is common across denominational or religious lines. The problem in understanding the term, though, is that most of us do not know what orthodoxy is or we have a false perception of it. Largely, orthodoxy really refers to a pattern of conformity to what is generally or traditionally accepted as right or true. Uh, I think this definition explains orthodoxy in its broadest uh, sense. Uh, But regarding the Christian faith, some complications arise when you determine what beliefs specifically are orthodox. I think certainly there are primary issues of the Christian faith which believers of every tradition hold to. However, there are also beliefs that many Christians might suppose are orthodox but are in fact not orthodox. Uh, The more I realize the diversity of the church, the less orthodox elements I find. In other words, my eyes are being opened continuously to the reality that exact beliefs on secondary issues vary. And that's okay. And by saying that, I am in no way implying that orthodoxy does not exist, because it unequivocally does exist. So knowing that, I want to suggest that orthodox beliefs are those which are related to primary issues. The problem therein, though, lies in the disparate idea of what constitutes a a primary issue. And so the question of what is implied by the term orthodox, um, there are two crucial questions to answer. So I want to answer those questions. Those two questions are, what are primary issues and what are secondary issues. And and answering these questions will help us determine what is orthodox. What is orthodoxy in the Christian faith? First of all, it's vital to determine what constitutes a primary issue. If I can give a personal and, and I believe an accurate personal constitution as to what a primary issue is, primary issues are those theological issues which are vital to salvation. In other words, they are salvific in nature. And I should clarify and and say that most theological stances and beliefs, hear me again, most are secondary rather than primary. And that's a personal observation. The implication then is that primary issues really are few. Um, These are essential beliefs of the Christian faith which are crucial to the church. An excellent summary of primary beliefs 
is stated in the entirety of the Apostles' Creed. I have mentioned the Apostles' Creed in other podcasts before, uh, but it really is a Cliff's Notes version of the Bible and what Christians ought to believe. Even churches that don't utilize the Apostles' Creed and worship practices hold to the beliefs that's found in its text. My church, my tradition, does not utilize the Apostles' Creed, but knowing the Apostles' Creed very well, I would say we agree with everything there. And it's difficult for me to believe that someone who rejects Jesus Christ as the Son of God, or as God himself, is a Christian since Jesus himself, himself stated as much during his earthly ministry. This would be an example of a primary issue. If there's any ambiguity at all on an issue, even the slightest amount, in other words, it's not explicit in Scripture, it's probably not a primary issue, but we must understand that explicitness is not subjective. There are objective measures to determine primary issues. An issue isn't primary because one person or tradition considers it to be so, because there are other traditions who rightly believe otherwise and possess perhaps a biblical backing, and in those cases, it's not a primary issue. How explicitly is the issue stated in Scripture? Here's an example. Did Christ rise from the dead? The answer should be a resounding yes. It's clear in the Bible with no ambiguity, and it is essential to believe that Christ rose from the dead for salvation. Salvific issues, of which there are fewer than non-salvific issues, are primary, and thus I would refer to those as orthodox. So here's the next question then. What are secondary issues? If primary issues are salvific in nature, then secondary issues are not. In other words, there is room for disagreement in the body of Christ. The term secondary should not imply a lack of importance because secondary issues are crucial because they are in Scripture. If it's in the Bible, it is in, it's important. Uh, but secondary issues might be more ambiguous and may include some subjectivity. There's a fine line here because we shouldn't suppose that secondary issues are not important at all or that they are overly important. Issues such as, uh, let me give you some examples here, immersion baptism. I come from a Baptist tradition. We immerse <laughs> speaking in tongues, female pastors, transubstantiation. These are issues that are not salvific in nature, and there is a range of views that are held on these issues, and I would uh, would say that m most people who are part of traditions who who um, uh, think something different than what I may believe on these issues are still Christians and even Orthodox Christians. These are secondary issues, and again, they are important, and I think you should certainly determine for yourself. Uh, what you believe, and it's it's important to understand these issues, but to do so with an open heart and an open mind, and to even disagree with one another in a loving manner. The church is diverse, and so those issues, which we may not understand until we were with Christ, should be considered secondary and not orthodox issues or beliefs. An issue we find ourselves, ourselves dealing with um, often is elevating secondary issues to the level of primary. And we have to be careful not to do this. Ask yourself this question on an issue. 
If you're discussing, uh, if you're trying to determine how important this issue is to your faith, is this issue essential for salvation? And I would venture to guess that most of the time we will find it is not, which forces the issue into the category of secondary. And important as it may be, we shouldn't quickly label someone a heretic because of a mere disagreement on a secondary issue, which is done far too often. We are so quick to throw out the heretic label, and it may not the person may not be a heretic. Uh, I, I'll be as bold as to say that although I strongly disagree with the, with a gospel that promotes wealth, if, if those who hold to a particular view confess Jesus as Lord, and hold the primary beliefs, they should be considered orthodox. And, and let's be honest, many times we have misunderstandings about things in the Bible, and um, I am constantly finding things that I'm changing my mind about and that the Lord is opening my eyes to. And so um, it's okay to disagree. These secondary issues are okay. They're important, yes, but they are not salvific and not orthodox. Uh, I, the reason I wanted to discuss orthodoxy is recently there was a uh, I, I posted something on social media about my surprise that more and more people do not believe in penal substitutionary atonement, and my assumption was that that is an orthodox belief of the church that that everyone believes that uh, Christ's penalty for sin was. Uh, Christ paid the penalty for our sin on the cross, and yet I found out very quickly that is not an orthodox belief. Uh, certainly a price was paid, but there are other interpretations on why and to whom the price was paid. And so uh, I discovered very quickly that some of these things that we think are orthodox may not be so and there may be some foundational evidence for other beliefs. Um, this is also to say, however, that one cannot be abundantly wrong about secondary issues. Wrongness on secondary issues uh, does not equal damnation, though. It does not mean the person is saved in and of itself. Uh, a correction might need to occur. Uh, but we should also examine how we approach correction and realize that disagreement is acceptable. It's okay to disagree in the church. That's one thing I love about the church. We are diverse, and yet we are one. Those beliefs and issues which contain a natural room for disagreement are non-salvific, um, and they're secondary, and thus they are not orthodox. So, so then how is orthodoxy defined from primary issues. By stating that primary issues are salvific, I am saying that they are also orthodox. They are one and the same. Orthodoxy is common and right belief on primary issues. And beyond that, theological issues are complicated and diverse. And yes, we should wrestle with them and grapple with those things, but um, they are diverse. And we should understand that what we often think of as orthodoxy on an issue may not be orthodoxy at all, but it may be our preconceived notions. Even on secondary issues, there might be some common general stances, but the fact that an issue is secondary presupposes that there is likely not an orthodox belief. For secondary issues, then, we should not presume that commonality is synonymous with orthodoxy. For primary issues, though, it absolutely is. And even beyond cohesion in the church, we have to realize that 
orthodoxy deals with necessity. In other words, essential beliefs of the church are orthodox in nature uh, because they are salvific. And while it may be true that churches are more commonly, commonly turning away from historic and truly orthodox teachings, there are still uh, most professing believers in churches who hold to essential truth. Uh, yes, I look around and I see churches turning away on a continuous basis from very apparent orthodoxy. But there are many churches who still cling to orthodox beliefs of the Christian faith. And despite disparate approaches to secondary issues, people, the people of God are unified in orthodox teachings and primary issues, and therefore we should cling to our common faith in Christ and never waver from what is truly orthodox. Thank you for listening. This is Jonathan Michael Jones.